broadcasting from somewhere deep in Hazard County. It's Guatney Unplugged with Scott Romine. Hey, Scott Romine here. You know, you're a pretty big deal when Daisy Duke herself will fly all the way across the country to be at your birthday party. He just turned 81 years young. Welcome to the show, Ben Jones, the real cooter from my favorite show, The Duke's a Hazard. How are you, Mr. Jones? Well, I'm 81. That, that explains a lot. And if you've been in as, as many car wrecks as I have, you start to feel it when you're about, you know, 79. So, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm, you know, mean as ever and having a big old time, making a lot of music and uh, just taking life a day at a time. You know, they've talked a lot about your birthday online. I think I saw it on Yahoo or Fox News. I mean, oh, it's been kind of a big deal. Tell us about the birthday party. Who all showed up? Well, uh, it was it was great fun. I don't know if you've heard uh, Waylon Jennings' grandson, Way, spelled W-H-E-Y. Uh, we've gotten to know Way in the last few years, and... Uh, Man, he's he's just he's he's he sounds exactly like Waylon. Has the same talents. Has is just uh, amazing, and he's a great songwriter. And he's really you know turning heads in Nashville. But he's his own guy. Anyhow, he came and brought some of his buddies from Nashville, and you know they're they're like Waylon was. They they do their own thing. You know they don't get jacked around by anybody and in the music business. So they're great singer-songwriters, and they came, and Catherine flew in to surprise me, and we had a gigantic car show. I mean, <laughs> you know, hundreds and hundreds of, really, not, that's a, so it was just spectacular. I ain't got over it yet. Yeah, Confederate Railroad dropped by. They were doing a show nearby, and they dropped in, did a few tunes. And, so it was just a great, you know, I, about all I'd do is sit in a chair and have fun with music anymore that's so, so we awesome. did and i guess there were ten thousand people showed up from all over like we do you know that it's a testament not to, to me at all i mean i'm just having fun with this i'm i'm the lucky duck but to the show which after how many years it's been now, since 1978 when we started filming in georgia that was 40 what, years ago, 44 years ago. <laughs> a long time. Yeah, 44 years ago, and it's still as beloved as ever. It's popular all over the world, and generation after generation falls in love with it. And for us who are in show business, we're, that, we're just lucky ducks. You know, for us, it's the fun and the gravy of all of that keeps going. It's going to outlast all of us, and... Uh, you know that's a good thing, Scott. That I, you know, I believe in that show very much because, oh, yeah. yeah, here it's. And I, I'm working on an album about my heroes when I was growing up. And we didn't have television then. Didn't we? We didn't even have electricity where we were. But I'm talking about in the early '40s when I first remember things. That was when, you know, the great movie cowboys you know the saturday matinee cowboys roy rogers and gene autry and and the durango kid and lash larue and tex ritter and hop Longcast. that were they did the same kind of show and we still admire those guys and love them here for me almost 80 years later and uh, because we could tell they were heroes and we knew that because they always made the right moral choice 
and they t- helped to teach us that and help us helped us to understand that. Do the right thing, stick out your neck, you know, uh, just do the right thing, make the right morals. And that's what the Dukes of Hazard was. We used cars instead of horses. Yeah. And we, you know, all those things. And uh, Bo and Luke were like Roy Rogers and Gene Autry. And I was, I guess, kind of like Gabby Hayes and sidekick. (laughs) I always thought it was like the color Andy Griffith, really, you know, in a way. Uh,. Yeah, a little rowdy for. Well, Ray yeah, Perry. that's true. But you you had a sheriff that was bumbling, and you know it kind of it had the family values. They said the prayer at the table, and I miss yeah. all that so much. Well, it it was just a normal in in my lifetime, a normal natural part of the American experience. It was you know that idea that we should do the right thing that, you know, if you do that, that gets rewarded. It's basic to all the world's religions. And yet in our country, we seem to have lost that. And I think the Dukes was something that families really hung on to. They could enjoy it. Didn't hit you over the head with a strong moral thing or any of that. Nobody ever used profanity. Nobody ever bled. (laughs) It was, and the good guys always won because they did the right thing because they stuck their neck out. And these weren't fancy people. These weren't, you know, detectives from New York or any of that stuff. These were just good old boys. The people lived out in the country, had a, didn't have a lot of money, but did the right thing. And uh, generations now all over the world, still shows all over the world. Yeah. I mean, Incredible. I, if, if, yeah, yeah. Somebody told me that in 1978 when I went to the audition, you know, people. You'll still be having fun with this, you know, 45 years from now. Yeah, you just laughed at it. Yeah. Hey, if you're just just joining us, we're talking to Ben Jones. Of course, he was Cooter on the Dukes of Hazzard. He had 10,000 people at his 81st birthday the other day. That takes a big birthday cake to feed 10,000 people. We had it. we've We've got a great baker. Now we cut it, slice it down into little pieces. And I think everybody, everybody got, everybody got all the cake they wanted. But it was great fun. You know, our our place, you know, uh, you know, it's free. It's I always like to say, you know, it's it's free museum, free parking, free music. You know, it's all free. And and if you don't like that, we'll give you your money back. That's right. But, so, but we do, you know, we sell our stuff, our trinkets, our pictures, and our toys, and all that, the Dukes of Hazard things, and we just have a, but it, it, it's, I figured out, oh, you know, I have to, after, um, after the Dukes, and I've done other, a lot of other films and things like that, but I also had a political career, served a couple of terms in Congress, and, and I could not wait to get out of there and get back to Hazard County having fun with people who, you know, uh, the, the salt of the earth, our, our fans are, I tell you. And um, we transcend a lot of things. Uh, we transcend politics, and we transcend racial friction, and we transcend all those religious differences. And Yeah, it's just people getting together and, uh, you know, who understand, you know, the kind of, entertainment that people really want they want to raise their children on and the kind of you know uh 
moral uh, the moral of the story. If you do the right thing, it'll pay off. You know, you'll you'll win in the end. And the important things are finally are family and friends, and um, you know, doing the best you can every day, and uh, doing the right thing. And that's what what I learned from Gene Autry and Roy Rogers. And and amazed that our show still strikes that nerve. So, you know, the, um, you know, it, it's just all it's all good, Scott. I it is all good. Say about they give give some grief about the Confederate flag, and I said, well, wait a minute, let me remind you. You know, you're looking, you're making something out of, uh, you know, a, a country that's trying to heal. You're trying to divide it when you do yeah. that. But the Confederate battle flag was a St. Andrew's cross, the cross of Jesus Christ. And, uh, well, and of St. Andrew, who was uh, crucified in that spread eagle X uh, position. So it's, it's a historic symbol, and it stands for the best of things rather than hatred and bigotry and all that crap. So I deal with that every once in a while. But, you know... Uh, it's a gift that just keeps giving, having fun, making music, making people laugh, and talking about cars, and, and uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't tell you how much, how rich an experience the thing has been. You know, it wasn't just an old TV show. It's something that meant a lot to a lot of people and their families. Hey, Ben, you've got more than the one museum. Can you run down where they're all at and, and what kind of makes them different? Well, uh, we have one in Nashville, right, right on, um, right across from the Grand Ole Opry, and uh, sort of next to the Nashville Palace, this famous old honky tonk, and Willie Nelson's museums in that little block. But we're right there across from the entrance to the Grand Ole Opry, and that's pretty easy to find. I mean, and, and we've we've done a lot of events there too, uh, and we have one now in in uh, Pigeon Forge, about. Uh, two, three miles from Dollywood in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. That one was in Gatlinburg for years, but the lease ran up, and we found a great place in Pigeon Forge, which is, you know, five, ten miles from Gatlinburg. Oh, it's, yeah. And so, so we've got three stores, and they're all the, – the main thing I insist on is that it we make it a welcoming place for families. That is – that. You know, it's, it's um, the, the museums are free, uh, parking's free, and and so on. You know, so they, you don't have to buy anything. Come in, and we have people. You know, all of us from the show visit those stores and do appearances there, and you know, personal appearances, so people can uh, if track it on. You know, cootersplace.com, dot com. You can see who's going to be at what store, and uh, so and the one one here where I live, I. Yeah, I'm like you know, I'm 81 now, and I've had more. I've got more metal in my body from operations and surgeries and all that stuff than uh, the six million dollar man or whatever. <laughs> you like the Terminator, uh, the Cootinator. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I get near the airport, and all of, all the metal detectors go off. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, well, who are the other actors that that regularly stop in and sign autographs? Well, uh, we see a lot of, uh, now we're all, you know, several several members of the cast and beloved members of the cast have passed over the years. Yeah. And um, we lost Jimmy Best a couple of years ago. He enjoyed doing this more than any of us. 
but um, uh, Tom and John and Catherine and Sonny Shroyer and Rick Hurst, who played Daphne Cletus, of course, Sonny was uh, Enos, uh, we're, we're all still out there, you know, enjoying Hazard County. So they come to the stores, and we have, uh, we always let people know when that's going to happen. And we, at our store in, uh, in Luray, which is in the, you know, Blue Ridge Mountains and uh, the Shenandoah Valley, one of the most beautiful places in the world up here where we live. Uh, we have, I, about all I can do, I have trouble walking and getting around, and the doctors told me a couple of years ago, just quit your traveling for a while, try to heal up. Yeah. But I'm, I go over there every Saturday. I go. I'm, we're on the east side of the mountains, and they're on the west side. I have the prettiest drive to work in the world. I go up over the Skyline Drive and, and look down on the Shenandoah Valley. It's just beautiful. So I go down to work, and every Saturday I do a concert with Cooter's Garage Band, and uh, often we're in the studio. I've got a new, I think I mentioned the, the next one's about uh, um, uh, cowboy songs and about Gene Autry and Roy Rogers and those guys. So I do that, and the last one we just did a gospel album. I did. I grew up on the railroad. I did a train CD uh, last year, a year or two ago. So I stay busy with music. And uh, so we have the store in Luray, and all these are on um, cootersplace.com, all the directions to get there and talking, you know, explains each one. And they are a little different. Each one's a little different. Sure. But they're filled, packed, filled with Dukes of Hazard memorabilia. And uh, other folks from the show do go and visit and do personal appearances there. And all of our stores are free. There's no charge to get in there. There's no charge for autographs. Um, of course, you can buy trinkets. There's plenty of stuff you can, you, you name it. We got, we got it. Uh, oh, yeah. I bought a lot of it. <laughs> I promise <laughs> you. Now, doesn't the one in Luray, you've got like a replica of your garage or something, almost yeah, like oh, you're yeah, on the set? Yeah, well, it's it's a uh, we we work with a great uh, set designer and scenic artist, uh, Mark Bradley, who's done work for Disney and Universal and all those folks, oh, and he's awesome. serious about this stuff, and he loves the Dukes of Hazard, and he went in. It's spooky for me. Uh, I mean, if you've seen, remember the you know the garage. Oh sure, Cooters. I mean, in in on the show, every detail is it's. You know, he, he captured. It's like a time warp or something. I go back in there. But our actual garage there is much bigger than the one on TV, so we've got the cars from the show in there. We've got a General Lee, and we've got Boss's Cadillac. we got Daisy's Jeep, and my old record truck is there, and a few other odds and end cars that I put in there. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, it's it's sort of the Valhalla of, of Hazard County. It's <laughs> a cooter's place. It's a huge. It had been a big motorcycle shop, vast, and that was their garage. So that was easy just That's to turn awesome. it into our garage. But you know, we've got I forget ten or fifteen acres where we can just have vast uh, concerts and car shows and everything. The others probably have you know our locations, vacation locations. Uh, in uh, Pigeon Forge and uh, in Nashville and right there in Music City across from uh, from the Grand Ole Opry. So the folks are already there, you know what I mean? Sure. That, people go there and uh, we, so we've got great locations and uh, 
Yeah, it just keeps on rolling. Does it uh, does it blow you away the value of some of the old merchandise from the Dukes? What is the most valuable piece these days? Uh, you know, uh, well, of course, the General Lee's any '69 Dodge Charger. I don't care if it's sitting out in the field and is all rusted up. That has value, sure, because other people have restored. There's hundreds of them around the United States. And uh, some of them are much nicer than the cars we used on the show, you know. Sure. Uh, but I would guess that generally, I, I mean, some of those have gone for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Gosh. And um, particularly the ones that were actually used on the show, they're, you know, prohibitive, I would say. But, um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'd almost have to ask Alma because... Uh, I know the pedal cars are pretty valuable. Yeah, yeah. Speak to Miss Alma. She's the boss of this whole outfit. <laughs> anyway. I mean, she is. She runs the show. You know what's really valuable that people wouldn't think of are those um, those McDonald's. Uh, uh, you know, they they had the the Happy McDonald's. Meals. Happy Meals, because you know they're they're not made of real substantial uh, materials, and of course the kids just took them home, played with them, and destroyed them. So if you can get, uh, you know, like a complete set of the Happy Meals um, uh, packaging, you've got something. I remember eating out of those. But around, really? I think around 82, <laughs> yeah, I remember trying uh-huh. to eat out of those. You know, and you look at it now and you think, what has the world come to? McDonald's would never do this again. <laughs> never in a million years. Never no. in a million years. And then and then some of the other, uh, like I said, the costumes. Also, we have a lot of um, the little tennis shoes. Oh the yeah, little the little toddler tennis shoes tennis. and stuff. Yes, and in the and and you know, and we've got some pristine in the box, never worn. You know, with the little shoelaces and. All that; those are really, those are really special, and valuable. And of course, the original scripts. Now, people duplicate them a lot and sell them, but when you've got an original script from a cast member, you've got a hold of something special, you know. And I know that people really value those too. Do you think so, my underoos are worth anything? I mean, I'm still wearing them. <laughs> well. It depends on if you use Tide or depends on what detergent you use. You know, I mean, why stop now? You know, that's true. That's true. Well, they were they were made very well. They used to make things a lot better back then, Scott. Wow, know? that's they true. They don't fall apart. And if you and if you would change them a little more often, they'd be even worth more. You know. Hey, we're having too much fun talking with. Ben Jones, Cooter from the Dukes of Hazard, of course, his wife, Miss Alma. And uh, I wanted to ask you about something. You talk about all the car shows and the events and the things that Hazard run, the things that you do. Obviously, you can't pull that off by yourself. Are there some groups or some volunteers or people that help make this happen that you would want to recognize? Oh, yeah. Uh, there are too many to start naming them. And we call it Hazard Nation. Okay. When we started doing this, you know, I opened the first Cooter's place um, in Sperryville, Virginia, just a little roadside stand just for fun. And wondering, you know, took all, I took all my old scripts and memorabilia and costumes and things and found old General and set it out front. 
And this was in the middle of nowhere, and people started coming from first from all around, you know, here, and then from all around the south, and then from all over the United States. People started coming to this little place from all over the world, and I understood that, you know, it was really something special. So, but uh, yeah, I had my my own, my own costume, and then people start, and other people from the cast started uh, contributing things, but. Um, I forgot what the question you were Oh, I just had you about, you know, like I know people like Bobby Scott that have helped. Oh, oh those, you know, as those, we call it, we, we realize in me, we call it Hazard Nation. Okay. And uh, Hazard Nation is those people who, just like me, still thinking about Gene Autry and Roy Rogers and, and, and obviously loving the show that Dukes of Hazard that we did, I they, I, folks just, uh, it's their thing. It's a hobby for a lot of people. They collect it. But what we've been able to do is to put, you know, a fam- it's a family. We didn't do it. The, the show did it. We have a family we call Hazard Nation. And these are folks that, um, you know, will travel, you know, the, they keep up with each other and they keep up with the show and they collect the things. And But we do it in a real way. We get out and you know, it's cars. We did, you know, the uh, hazard uh, cruises and, uh, you know, from Nashville to uh, Gatlinburg and things like that. You'd have 40 or 50 General Lees on a convoy traveling down I-40. And we started doing, uh, uh, you know, Hazard Nation uh, festivals and uh, Duke's Fest. And those things got huge. They got too big yeah. to do, Scott. You remember that? Oh, man, I, mean, I was there. Had, were you in there in Nashville in 2006? We had over 100,000 people show up. And yeah, it was astonishing. There were there were 150 General Lees there. Star Trek was, couldn't get that many people in a convention. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was unbelievable. No, they, they have these little things where they dress up like the Klingons, Nerbird from Oregon or something, <laughs> yeah. cardboard stuff. We got the real deal. I mean, these are real cars, are real people that work on them. <laughs> yeah, and just having fun. And you know. I've, I've often found the saying is that we don't, you know, the, the show doesn't age. We age, those of us who loved it, worked on it and all that. But uh, the look, people, where I live up here in the country, we still wear blue jeans and work shirts and ball caps and drive old cars on dirt roads. And so the Duke's as you can look at it, nothing's aged. You know, nothing, true. It doesn't look like an old show. It looks like something that was filmed in the country last week. You know, you've so, kind of come a long way, though, because you used to talk on the CB, and now Cooter's Place has an app on iTunes mm-hmm. and Google Play. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I do not understand the new technology. <laughs> I understand about apps and all that stuff. And I can find my way around the Internet. Uh, but, uh, yes, yeah, CB radio is more Fun though, you know. Regular one, might be crazy or anything. Everybody had a, you know, had a handle and had a call call thing they did. And good old all those great old trucking songs, you know, ten four rubber duck and all. Right. <laughs> we got us a con- C W McCall. We got us a convoy. Man, all that's gone, and that was fun. I don't think we ought to be doing away with fun. No, we shouldn't. Hey, can I ask you about something? A couple of days ago, Jessica Simpson got a lot of publicity because she posted a picture of herself in the Daisy Dukes. Of course, Mm -hmm. 
you know, they made that movie. That I, who cares about the movie? But I just wondered. It's been 17 years. Have any fans ever softened to that film at all, or is it still just something that's just not part of the hobby? No, it's not part of the hobby because it it, it didn't honor the show. It, it trashed it. It mocked us, and uh, it was just Hollywood trash. And uh, you know, she, nothing against Jessica Simpson. I'm mean, sure she's got fine legs, but <laughs> Catherine Bach had the best legs in the history of legs. So no you can only, doubt, she can only be pale by comparison, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But uh, you know that show that that movie was a piece of crap. And uh, everybody said it at the time, and uh, it, it it didn't make any money. It was the biggest flop of the year, and yet our show, our old TV show, continues right along. It's shown in forty countries around the world, in half a dozen languages, and uh, as you know, like we we can point to the fact that it's still incredibly popular. The DVDs is streaming on Amazon now, so you can see it. Even though we've been under enormous political attack by the, you know, politically correct people who want to uh, destroy it, I mean, destroy us. Any any positive mention uh, of of, the, of, the, of Southern culture is under attack, and you yeah. know that's wrong. James Best was not even the in the in the Academy Awards thing. You know, they always show the actors that passed that ah. year. And Jimmy should have been in there. He's in 600-some-odd movies. Of course. A, a great actor and a great guy. But we've, we've always been treated like that. And it has nothing to do with, you know, television is a popular medium, particularly network television, the idea. We got ratings like are only dreamed of now. I mean, yeah. you know, 40 million people a week watching this TV show religiously loved it. But uh, so we're the one they pick out to uh, badmouth. But I, 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 no, we don't care. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, we're from Hazard County. We love the Dicks of Hazard. We love, and that show is about the independent spirit of the heartland of America. And, uh, you know, it's become, I guess, part of a political schism in a way. Isn't it hypocritical, though, that they'll put the Jessica Simpson movie on Netflix and play it on cable? But yeah, it was the car is the mouth. same. It was just, they trashed our show. Uh, I mean, it, it was, you know, it, it was, you know, vulgar and, and it, it was everything that our show wasn't. Our show oh, was totally. a family show that the whole family could watch together without, not only about, without worrying about what the kids would see or hear. You know, it, it was a show that the whole family could watch together and, and enjoy it together. So they turned that, they mocked our show rather than, than doing an homage to it. Right. Which uh, could have been great. You know, that could have been terrific. Oh, it could have been. But it's uh, so weird. It's, it's the car is the same. The flag is on the car in the movie and on the show. But yet you'll air the movie and put it on Netflix and then take the TV show off. I just can't understand the logic in that. Well, there isn't any logic. <laughs> it's none. No, it has nothing to do with logic. It has to do with political correctness and money. You know, they, they uh, well, we've, we've got these deals in place where, you know, we're going to show this movie and, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. But with our show, uh, they got a few complaints uh, from, uh, um, you know, uh, 
I guess it was the NAACP, which I was a life member for a while. I mean, I, I should uh, explain that, you know, I was deeply involved in the civil rights movement, and I have African blood, and uh, I've always been truly dedicated to brotherhood and equal opportunity for everybody. For sure. And I went to jail for that. I got uh, shot at. I got sucker punched back then. But I believe, you know, that we should treat everybody the same. It's very simple. If we do that, you know, in our lives, just look at, yeah, hello, stranger. How you doing? I treat that until yeah. somebody gives you a reason not to. Treat them, you know, well. Treat them as we were instructed in all the great religions. Treat everybody the same. I thought about this the other day. I thought about you. I, I've got one of these little conversion deals where you can take your old VHS movies, your old home tapes, and mm-hmm. you know save them to your computer. And I, I've put that off for years. I started loading my family vacation in 1989 to Disney World. And I couldn't believe what I saw inside Disney World in 1989. There was a Confederate flag on a flagpole inside Disney World. Scott, the problem is, is that people do not study or try even to understand the past. There's an attack on history. If we study history and you understand that that cross is the... The cross of Saint Andrew, who you know, as I said before, was uh, he was one of the fishermen, one of one of Christ's first disciples, and was crucified in that manner, and is a historical symbol, uh, and has nothing to do with you know the causes of the Civil War or with slavery and all that, or the, the you know the sins of America. Mm-hmm. It's it's something entirely different. It it and you know there are seventy. To uh, eighty, we know this, and it's and it grows every day. Dis, in the United States, alone, descendants of those who fought for the Confederacy, hundred million people, and yet there are maybe four or five thousand members of the KKK and these uh, Nazi groups, and, you yeah. know, these hateful hate groups. And I don't like when somebody desecrates uh, some. Uh, racist was waving the uh, rebel flag. That insults my ancestors, all of them, black, white, and South. I mean, I have everybody in my family fought for for the South, and some of them were descended from African blood. So the the reality of it. But you know, people, it's a it's a fault of the educational system, which is apparently, if we talk really. So here we are out here. I'm not going to turn my back. So that's the that's a Christian symbol. Uh, that's one reason for me to to wave it, and uh, I see it as as uh, you know a, a symbol of healing. So and that's what we do. We ha- our story. You know, I have, I tell people all the time how many uh, African Americans come in and just say we love that show. And oh, talk about yeah. the memories of watching it with their granddad or their uncle, and our kids watch it, and you know, and when they come to our, you know, we have neighbors where our stories are come over every week, and you know, they're African American. And as I said, I have I have it in my blood too. So, you know, I grew up in the South, and and uh, even though the 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 laws were segregated, the culture wasn't. Not where I live. I live on the other side of the tracks. And, 
you know, we got along. We got along individually. Sure. Uh, the laws were different, and that's why I got involved in the civil rights movement, to change, you know, that insult. You can't eat here. You can't. You have to sit in the back of the bus, all that stuff. That's just wrong, morally wrong. And uh, so, you know, we made a lot of progress, but there are people who do not want this progress to be made. Sure. The kind of progress where we treat everybody the same as individuals, as human beings, as, you know, children of God. And, and if we don't do that, you know, we see the consequences. So anyhow, that, I think our show does that. We had black actors on the show. It was never a, a it, it was just not an issue. Oh, there's we nothing had, racist know, about the Dukes of Hazard whatsoever. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. And 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 the, the evidence of that was is that you know our, the polling showed that uh, there was a huge African American uh, viewership. And I knew that because I, I lived when that show was being made. I they went out to California. I stayed in Georgia. I lived in Atlanta and commuted to California. And um, I had played basketball. I, had, I sponsored a team. And uh, it was all black guys except for me because I played basketball. And, and uh, they all watched the show. And, and we called it Cooter's Cross. That was the name of the team. And we were good, too. Oh, that's good. Uh, so there are all those things going on. You know, segregation was a political thing, but it wasn't a cultural thing because we saw each other every day and worked together and, and played ball together. And, you know, uh, uh, the South, as a Southerner, I'm very proud of the fact that, you know, we we influenced each other. The, the music uh came out of all music came out of the south and much of it was created by black folks yeah jazz and rhythm and blues and bebop and uh, any number of other things that are major you know arts art forms came right out of the south people sitting around and our, our, our music affected each other influenced each other hey yeah. you know he's so big right now with this movie don't i've always thought if he had lived, Elvis Presley probably would have been the biggest supporter of the Dukes of Hazard America would have had. Of course, of course. No, he was. He was, and continues to be. You know, he's, he was just so good. He was so oh, naturally yeah. talented, and Elvis was a was a was just a good soul. You know, I, I feel it's tragic in some ways because he was. You know, he had so much. Um, put on him when he was so young. He was just a kid. And all of a sudden, you know, it's Elvis. And yeah. he couldn't he couldn't go out, you know, couldn't live his life anymore. And he became more and more, you know, protected, I guess. But yeah, he was just a good old boy. He would have had a General Lee. I guarantee you there would have been a General Lee at Graceland. No, wait a minute. He'd have had twelve of them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah man. It well, is. Sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right, that's right. Well, he, and he, of course, was a great influence on all of our music, too, and on our culture. And Elvis is a good example of someone who was greatly influenced by the African-American experience. Very and much his so. music and in his way in Memphis, you know. And he, 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 he as much as anybody, learned the, the golden rule, treat everybody the same. And that's what we were trying to teach in Hazard County. Somebody comes along and they're crooked. Well, 
they get their comeuppance, you know. Uh, but, you know, there was no, we were colorblind, and that's the way the world ought to be. Yeah, the way it I, should I, be. I, I, I knew James Brown down in Atlanta, and, and James had me get up and dance with him on, on a show one time. Wow. One of the of my life. But let me tell you something. Uh, he and I were on a shared a flight out to L.A. one time. He said, Cooter, I, I love that show. He didn't get me on the Dukes of Hazzard, and I said, well, I think we should. You know, he's oh, yeah. a guy. I mean, you talk about Southern, James. So I went to these Hollywood producers, right, none of whom were Southerners, and, and they're all going, I, I, no, 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 that, that, that wouldn't be a fit for the show. Uh, what do you mean? I, you could have, you know, we used to do this thing where people would get stopped by, you know, uh, a boss hog speed trap, and they'd come yep. in and perform at, at the board center. I ran it to the cast. I said, oh, God, what a great James Brown getting to dance. I mean, because we were all there, but the, it's these Hollywood people saying, well, I think, oh, no, that doesn't uh, reflect our Democrat. You know, they were assuming that the audience for the show was a bunch of bigots rather than a bunch of human beings all over the world. Who would, So and uh, well, somebody once told me that I get to talking, it's like I'm, uh, somebody's paying me by the word. Somebody said he can talk to chicken off the bone. Well, you're an easy guest to prep for. Three questions, three hours, we're good. You know. Yeah, I'll, I'll just take it and run with it, man. I've got, I've, I've had my pot of coffee this morning. And I'm ready to rock and roll. Man, I'm so glad to hear you're doing well and and had a big birthday party and and you've got the hazard run coming up and several yeah. actors going to appear at different stores. Cootersplace.com, I guess they can find out everything that's going on. Yeah, and if anybody happens to be in uh, in uh, anywhere near the Blue Ridge Mountains or uh, the Shenandoah Valley up in Virginia, I-81, we're just off there. And every Saturday, I manage to get up on stage, even though it's I've had 27 operations or something. <laughs> I, once I get up on stage and sit in a chair, I put on a heck of a show. i got a great band, and we play every saturday at cooter's place in Luray, uh and it's worth it we got a great band a great show but uh, yeah those stores uh keep on keeping on it's it's the dukes of hazards forever it's going out as me and you the only the only character from the show who's still going to be around in 15 20 years is going to be the general lee <laughs> it will <laughs> never the, go away that's right <laughs> that's yeah, right yeah, we'll keep it going. Thank you, Scott. Thank, Thank you, you so for, much. Uh, doing what you do. Uh, you know, bring that general by sometime. We'll, we'll, we'll get under the hood and get that thing just running perfect. That's right. Need to get it inspected by Cooter. Hey, I love you, Ben. I really appreciate I you, you too, being Scott. on the show. Always and been a great friend of ours. And keep on keeping on. I will keep it between the ditches for you. We'll see you guys next week on Guatney Unplugged.